Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. With Pat Sajak yeah, this morning. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to hear this. Uh, it's a bit of an end of an era. I did not realize that Pat Sajak is 76 years old. For some reason, I didn't think he was, you know, I thought he was still maybe late 60s. Same. I know. But he is retiring as the host of Wheel of Fortune. The 41st season that starts in September will be his last so it's kind of a weird number. Why didn't he just quit at 40? Why is he going 41? Right. You know? Yeah, that's a good If you've watched it in the last couple of years, his daughter comes on at the end. Yeah. Shows you how to get involved with Instagram. Oh, yeah? So I wonder if they're <laughs> teeing her up. Teeing her up to be the next. Well, isn't uh, Vanna's daughter, doesn't she come on too and spin letters? She oh, does Sometimes. I, I haven't seen it. All right, so anyway, he's going to stick around even though after that, even after he retires for three years, he's going to act as a consultant. What do, so, you, what do you need help consulting? Nothing. I, it, he it's just complicated. gets a paycheck. Wow, good for him. Yeah. So I just remember how short he is. Like, I've never met him in person, but the only thing I really remember about that show is is when he would, A, stand next to Vanna. There's quite the height difference, but he always had to walk over and step up on that box. On the box. I like, met Vanna White once. You did? I sure did. How I got a she? great picture. In fact, the picture I have of me with her is on my mother's refrigerator. Oh, that's so funny. She just loves that picture. Is she from <laughs> Is she from Florida? For some reason. Yeah, I, I don't like... remember. She was down there doing the speaking engagement of some sort, and I was hosting it. And oh. so, yeah. How lovely. Yeah, I've it heard was. she's very nice, though. Is that right? She was I've never super nice, yeah. super nice, very friendly, very down to earth, very chatty. Yeah. So, yeah, super nice. But this is what Pat said. He said, it's been a wonderful ride and I'll have more to say in the coming months. Many thanks to you all. If nothing else, I'll keep the clickbait sites busy. Hmm. He has been the host of the syndicated version since it debuted in 1983. And we don't know who's going to replace him. I think Chuck Woolery he was. used to do it back in the day, didn't he? The original host of the original version of Wheel. He left in 81. Mm. That Chuck Woolery. How many different shows, my God, did he host? Uh, he's been he's been on a lot. He did uh, that. He did Love Connection. He did uh, uh, that one that involved the dice. <laughs> I feel like he he kind of ran all yeah. of them. You know? He was he like the quintessential... Yeah, game like, show host. I think if you work for Mark Goodson, Bill Todman Productions, they just kind of plug you in wherever you're needed. Yeah, he was good though. He was he was one of those real quick witted, always very funny, very relaxed. Yeah, and we'll be back in two and two. <laughs>
<laughs> Great. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break. Uh, coming up, the top shows to avoid if you don't want to get all emotional or stressed out, especially right before bed. And Taylor Swift bringing big money to Cincinnati. Some things you need to know for the show straight ahead. But first, to check the roads, we got Denise standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. Uh, do you ever fa- Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Finish watching a television show, and at the end of it, you just feel either like better, like really good, or just worse. Exhausted. Like you're just in a bad place. Sometimes it's just yeah. exhausting. Or you're in a, you're just bummed out after. Yeah. Yellowstone. Yeah, that was hard on multiple occasions. Yeah. There's so many of them. According to a poll of 2,000 people, 81% of those people said that their mood influences what they watch, but 51% said what they watch can change their mood for the rest of the day. Yep. Everything affects everything. Especially if you're going to bed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. I used to watch, um, like, what was that show? What is that show oh, that Shamar Moore was on? SWAT? No, the, the he like started it. Um, it wasn't NCIS, but it was Criminal Minds. Yeah, okay. I used to try to watch Criminal Minds right before bed, before going to bed, because I think it came on at like nine, yeah, or something like that. It's CBS, and I yeah. would have horrible, not a horrible good idea dreams. Yeah, yeah, like about serial killers. Time to put uh, on the office surprising. for a, for a twenty minute before oh you. Oh my god! Oh, the office yeah. is great before bed. Yeah, yeah, I would have to start watching it at like nine a.m. on Saturday mornings just to like kind of get my headspace. Great show, yeah. I loved it. But yeah. man, we were watching uh, Walking Dead for a while, yeah, and that was that was man. one of those shows where it's like, you know what, You're having heavy. some weird dreams. Yeah. <laughs> we better watch something else after before we hit the. Yes. <laughs> So a lot of these shows are no longer in production, but maybe they're streaming now or they're in syndication. So they're all available on one platform or another, and they're broken up into different categories. So we'll start with the happiest shows. Okay. Modern Family. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Friends Mm -hmm. and The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I mean, you never leave those shows feeling bad. How about Schitt's Creek? Why isn't that on the list? Oh, yeah, it I might have been. It show. just didn't get enough percentages. Because they probably not enough people have seen that. Way more people have seen those three shows. Right. Well, plus, like, they both run in, syn- like, Friends and Modern Family run in syndication. You can find them every day. They're all on Legacy Network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right. And then you've got the nostalgic shows. Uh, Tim brought up The Office, which didn't make the top three, but Friends did. And so did The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Seinfeld. That's currently what I'm binging when I need something to put on that I don't really care about. Seinfeld? I'm on season nine. How many seasons were there of Seinfeld? There might have been nine. I don't know. It's getting a little weird. You can tell it's... Yeah. <laughs> getting a little <laughs> weird. It's starting to go up. Yeah. Introducing different characters and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Stressful shows. No question. Breaking Bad was yeah, one. For mm-hmm. sure. Yep. I did love Jesse Pinkman, though. Uh, shows you felt stressed out after watching Grey's Anatomy. That's why I quit. <laughs> That's why I quit many years ago. Yep. I and loved that in the beginning. I loved that show. I mean, that was when it was it was on, wasn't it on at 10? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I would stay, stay up. up. For that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's gotten be- better. It got really bad, and then it got better, and now it's just kind of flat for me. Yeah. Uh, and then Ozark was uh, the third most oh, stressful I show. I quit that one, too. I couldn't take it. Yeah. I, I don't even think I made it through one full <gasps> season of Ozark. Really yeah. Oh, my gosh, it was. And, like, yeah. sometimes it, the way that it would just end with death, like the last scene would be somebody just getting killed. It was like, I'll tell you what's funny, though. You bring up Yellowstone, and I think that was very stressful. And I think that's what sucks. That's what sucked me in is it was really awful. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready for some redemption. So I have to keep watching. I have to keep watching. And it's what's so funny is you get into season, late season four, and now season five, and there's not a ton of insanity and violence. And I find it kind of boring. I quit Mm. watching it. I'm not (laughs) kidding. So, you know, like. Now it's all politics. So, you know how they put out season five, like half of season five, and we were supposed to get the other half in June. Mm -hmm. And then now Now we're hearing they haven't even started production. So, I just quit. I can't even tell you the last thing that happened. But it got so hard for me to watch that show when, like, people were beating up Beth or people were, and I'm like, I can't. It just it's was, violent. It is. It's hard yeah. to watch. I quit this bitch. Yeah. I was out, man. Are the other two, the prequels, are they as violent? I have no, I can't. I just, uh, I'm I'm totally on a hiatus <laughs> from all of it. <laughs> I've been watching, um, oh, just all kinds of different fun stuff, like Selling Sunset, something mm-hmm. I don't have to think about at all. Yeah. And then shows that would trigger emotions for better or for worse. Uh, they could make you. F- they would make you feel emotional. Sometimes good. Sometimes not so good. Again, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, this is us. Yeah. Oh, sometimes yeah. sad. Oh. Sometimes very heartwarming and sweet right. and tender. That show would wreck you every every time. Every week, you would be sobbing or in tears, like a good cry, but a cry. Yeah. And then uh, Sex and the City. Yes, I love that show. Right? That's I one bailed that I, on that, too. You did? Yeah, oh, no I didn't way. even finish the first season of... <gasps> you did uh, you talking I about the original or... No, the new one. Oh, oh the new yeah. one. Yeah, the new one. The new one is, nah. I bailed. It's not as good. Like, it's definitely, it's not appointment television for me, but I, like, I'll watch it in, down the road. Yeah, I hung in there to the end, to the end of the first season, the second season's not out yet, right? It is out. That's oh, the is? one that Aiden comes back. Oh, gotcha. He, Aiden comes back. But then season oh, three is the one they're filming it. now where Kim Cattrall where Samantha makes, makes a return. On a phone. Oh, yeah. I haven't listened to Todd Rundgren's Hello, It's Me the Same. <laughs> Since Big died? Yeah. Spoiler. Oh, now I, now I get all... Uh, <laughs> every time it comes on. <laughs> what happened? What's going on with him? Remember, he had all of those allegations against him. Weren't they rape allegations or sexual misconduct of some sort? He's, he's, yeah, I, didn't I know haven't heard anything. Ever hired him again. Yeah, I think, I think he's but in his is there a out. case? I mean, is he going to trial? Ongoing. Yeah, I think something it's is happening. Haven't heard a word about him in a while. Yeah. All right, so Taylor Swift, her era's tour is expected to generate four point six billion dollars in local spending as it makes its way around the country. Four point six billion dollars. That is twelve million dollars in ticket sales per show. Swifties are also spending an average of more than thirteen hundred dollars to attend the shows. I had a friend who had tickets, like not very good tickets, and she just sold a pair for thirty three hundred dollars. What? That includes travel accommodations, food, and other tourism-related expenses. Obviously, 
Uh, it's pumping a lot of money into local economies. Taylor is pocketing $10 million per show. Wow. $10 million Damn, per show. Well, I saw, too, show. it was like, I think just the local hotel revenue in Nashville was like $1.5 million when she was there. That's just hotels. Has anybody looked to see if there is even any hotel availability on the two nights that she is here? So we did talk about yeah. it on the hot list, and there are some hotels out in the Springdale area that normally rent for $72 a night on just whatever weekend. In Springdale. Are going for $1,024. Holy. Like County Mall. Like a day's yeah. in. Oh, yeah. my God. Like something insane. random like that. I did find some stuff closer to, like, the airport. I think it was going for around four or $500 a night. Wow. But I was thinking about renting out my extra room at my house. There you go. Because, you know, we're going <laughs> to be down there on Saturday. We don't have all of the exact plans, but I'm like, maybe I could just have someone spend the night and give them a ride. <laughs> I'm going down there anyway. You're not the only person having that conversation. I mean, you know, oh God. why not make, you know, five, six hundred bucks? <laughs> Speaking of Taylor Swift, there was a great article in the Cincinnati Inquirer by Madeline Mitchell, who's actually the education reporter for the Inquirer, but she's also sort of considered the Inquirer's resident Swifty. Okay. And she came out with this great... So she went to see the show in Chicago. So she has gone through this experience, and she brings a lot of knowledge and intel to the Cincinnati experience. So okay. she came up with eight tips for attending Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, which... I'm not going to list them all because I don't want to give it away. I think you should read the article, but it's really, really good. In fact, I think it's one of the best, like, pre-concert articles that you can read, especially if you're a Swifty. Okay. And I'll just give you some examples, like, rest up because she was running on Uh barely five hours of sleep because she had just driven five hours from Cincinnati for the Chicago show. Okay. So, you know, plan these things out. You still have some time. You know, we have a little less than a month to go here. Um, obvious things like finding out which gate is closest to your seat. And then one of the things that she pointed out that I think is really smart is having a post-concert plan. And this is something that we went through with you 2 when we saw them at Soldier Field and something that people will be dealing with here at Paul Brown is getting out of there after. Because yes. that's a whole other experience than going to Riverbend when you've got yes. 60,000 people at a concert. Well, also the Reds are playing one 15. night. FC's playing the yes. other night. Yeah. I was uh, hanging with my friends at Tank because, you know, we're close now. You're tight. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm on the bus driving staff. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, they're going to do $3 parking rides from NKU. Oh, that's Which cool. Which is incredible because I'll tell you a couple of things. One, we went to see Garth Brooks at Paycor Stadium. It was and we And it was nuts. Horrific leaving there. I mean, we had a hotel downtown Mm -hmm. and it was still hard getting out of there, getting through the traffic, trying to find your way to navigate. I mean, and we had pre, and we had a pre-plan. And number two, I've been to see Luke Bryan at Paycor Stadium before and we ended up having to leave the show about 15 minutes early to even get a car. Like, I mean, I'm not kidding you. Like, you literally, if you don't have someone picking you up, Figure out how you're going to walk maybe a mile to two miles away from downtown to get some sort of Uber or Lyft or something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. just so hard. No question. Whew. No question. Anyway, we'll uh, post a link to the article on our Facebook page this morning. It's already up. And you can read the whole thing. There you go. Everything you need to know. If you're going to the Taylor Swift show, you should absolutely read this article. Cool. So Anita Baker and Babyface. 
This is so random. She is one of my all-time faves. She's and great. He's got that whip appeal. Yes, yeah. he does. She, she lowers my blood pressure. Yep. Yep. Well, the two of them are on tour together right now, and it's not going very well. Uh-oh. Babyface is supposed to be the opener, but he's been playing too long, which cuts into her set. Oh. On top of that, Anita thinks Babyface's fans are disrespecting and bullying her because they think he should at least have equal billing. Wow. Mm-hmm. In several tweets, she referred to them as Kenny's crazies. Since Babyface's real name is Kenneth Edmonds, and she asked him to call them off. In one tweet, she said, some of his fans are not accepting of the reality that he is contracted as special guest support on my tour. Hmm. Some even want to hurt me. Crazy town. Not helping matters. There was a show back in May that got off to such a late start. The Babyface was asked to skip his set entirely so that Anita had time to do her whole show. Wow. So that didn't help either. Hmm. But... Yeah. That sucks if you're the headliner and and people want to see more of the opener than they do. That kind of happened with, yeah. I mean, I can't say this, but for me, when the boys to men were, what were who were they with? They were, it was it was boys, like to boys to men, men 98, 98 degrees, degrees and new kids. Yeah, so I don't feel like boys to men had enough time. I felt like New Kids set could have been a little shorter. And more boys. <laughs> more well, I boys think they did men. all their hits, though. Yeah, but like in 30 minutes. And, this, yeah. you know, I mean, 98 Degrees had ample time. They had I a little bit like. more. They had a little bit more time. But I was like, yeah. I wanted to hear more of Motown Philly. God, well, they, it was so heavily tracked. Yeah. it. Was, I mean, they didn't even sing That's Motown Philly. Why, yeah. They just kind of heavy breathed through the whole thing. Yeah, pretty much. And really sad news out of Hollywood this morning. Actor Treat Williams was killed yesterday while riding his motorcycle in Vermont. Uh, he was an older actor. He's been in a million things. You'd so you'd recognize him. Yeah. yeah, you'd totally recognize him. He's an older guy. He was 71. Uh, I guess his rep said he was making a turn and a car cut him off and they just collided and, and, and they, he was killed in the process. This guy got his First big break, though, back in 1979 in the movie version of Hair, which was based on the Broadway musical of the same name. But more recently, he played Dr. Andrew Brown on the WB's Everwood from 2002 to 2006. That's a good show. He's also been in Blue Bloods, the TV show, Mm -hmm. The Late Shift, Chicago Fire, uh, Heart of Dixie. Uh, He was just in... Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. He's been in like a dozen of those Hallmark movies. I loved him in Christmas on the Square. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. That's all I've got for now. We'll leave it there then. That's your latest E-News. More for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we are right smack dab in the middle of Second Date Update, Update Week. I know. This is so exciting where we get to check back in with... Some of the people that we've talked to in the last six, seven, eight months and see where they are today. Yeah, I don't know if you remember Adam and Stephanie. I don't want to give too much away, but she was the one who didn't trust her own picker. Oh, I feel you, girl. Was there a second date? As I recall, there was, sort of, and then what happened after? All straight ahead. Jeff and Jen. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Here it is. Update, update week where we check in with some of the couples who made the biggest impressions on us. You know, they were the couples that were like, oh, want to follow up on them. Want to see what they're up to. Yeah. And every now and then we get requests from you guys, too. Absolutely. We love that, too. All right. Adam is in need of a second date update this morning, and we're here to help him out. Hello, Adam. Good morning. Talk to us about Stephanie. How did you meet, and how did the first date go? Um, the first date went great. Uh, she was introduced to me. It was a, a blind date setup, which, you know, I don't normally do, and... Uh, they never go well, but um, mm-hmm. my co-work, my coworker is friends with her, and uh, I, I trust my coworker's judgment. Okay, that's and, nice. Um, I mean, how close are you to this coworker? How long have you been friends? How much time have you spent with her? How well do you think she knows you? Does she know you outside of the office and what you're like in the real world versus how you are in at work? That's a really good point. Yeah, we've worked together for gosh, five or six years. But I, I'd say over the, the last couple of years, we hung out outside of work a little bit more. And, and yeah, she knows me and she knows what I'm looking for, I think. Okay. Because I don't know, even at this point, Jeff, would you, if, if you were a single dude, would you trust my judgment if I tried to set you up with somebody? I would be open to testing your judgment. Testing my judgment. Yeah, it would be curiosity <laughs> would be what would be driving it. Like, what does she think yeah. I might like? I mean, I you and I, obviously, no Jen and I have different tastes and interests and couldn't be two more different people. But she has known me for a very long time, and I trust her wisdom to a point and would be willing to meet her. <laughs> So cool. Okay. I love that you're open to it. I love people who are open-minded and willing to try new things. So I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was open-minded. I, I've tried everything. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it's, it's nice. It's refreshing to get a personal uh, recommendation these days. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I took Stephanie out to dinner and drinks. We went to Nolia Kitchen in OTR. Cool. And, um, the place is great. Like we had a, a really good meal, and um, the best part was we just talked. We talked for two hours. We were just sitting there, and uh, I, I could have gone another two hours. I, I think the conversation went really well. And the only reason the date ended was because she had come straight from work, and she had to get home to walk her dog. Dogs are a responsibility, and also at times a very convenient excuse to get out of things. Believe me. In fact, I even asked my coworker, does she have a dog? Because <laughs> I wanted to make sure it wasn't just a, a setup. But, yes, yeah, she has That's a dog. So funny. Mm-hmm. I think that was legit. So I watched her to her car. She gave me a hug. I said, I'd like to see you again. She said, that sounds good. And I have not heard from her. Mm. That sounds good. That sounds good. That sounds good. That sounds great. That sounds does great. sound promising. Sounds though. good. Yeah. I think it's when you get a that sounds good, that's definitely you're going to get a call, but I'm sad that you didn't. I don't know. Sometimes I say sounds good just to get away from somebody. Yeah. <laughs> sounds you know? like a plan. Sounds good. Yeah. I got to go. Sounds hey, good. Hey, I'll call you later. Yes, please. Sounds good. <laughs> but did later. she say sounds good? You said she said that sounds good. That mm. sounds good. 
Believe me, I've been playing it over in my head. I never realized that there could be uh, so much in two words. Oh, we do this daily. We, yeah. <laughs> we overanalyze everything. Okay, anything else so, you think? Well, well, go ahead. I didn't want to interrupt. No, no, there's, no there's, there's nothing else. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've heard this on your show, and sometimes you think, oh, well, of, of course you did this wrong thing or you came off that way. I, right. I really can't think of anything. Yeah. And um, and I don't want to. It feels kind of silly and childish to bring it up with with our mutual friend, and so I'm hoping you all can hang uh, can help me out. Absolutely. Yeah, because that is kind of fun. That is kind of awkward. Because what would you say to your friend that set you up? Hey, I had a really good time, and she's not calling me. Yeah, did she say anything yeah. about me? Yeah, what'd she say? You say call your friend. Give me your phone. I'm <laughs> gonna text her back. like I'm you. Could you ask her why she's not? That's the tough part about being the person that sets you up, though, too, because then you almost feel like you have a vested interest and you're partially responsible for it. Yeah, I got to see this through. I better. That's why I don't like setting people up is that very reason right there. Like if it doesn't work out or if they bleep you over, I have a little bit of guilt. Sure. You feel responsible. And you would be. Yes, I would. (laughs) And and they will blame you. That's right. Uh Yeah, I blame you, Jen Jordan. It's all your fault. Oh, God. All right, well, why don't we take a break? When we come back, we will call Stephanie and see what she really thought of Adam and her date with him as Second Date Update continues next with Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Well, Adam met Stephanie on a blind date. This is a friend of his, a co-worker of his, who you figure knows him well enough to know who he would hit it off with. I imagine she knows both these people well enough to, in her mind at least, think that these two would hit it off. So they went on a date, and they did hit it off. Mm -hmm. Adam thought so anyway. And when he walked her to the car, she had to bail at one point on the date. It wasn't early. I mean, you guys hung out long enough. You didn't feel like she was rushing out of there after an inordinate amount of time, do you? No, not at all. Uh, It was, it, it flowed. Yeah. Uh, she had to go let her dog out or something, which anyone who has a dog knows they you can only be, be alone for so mm-hmm. long and you got to get home. Yep. yep. Especially if you haven't had a chance to run to the house first before the date. Right. And uh, what was the quote? That sounds good. He said, sounds I'd good. love to see you again or let's get together <laughs> again or let's do this again. And she said, that sounds good. Exactly. So we're going to call her and see what's going on. Hello. Stephanie. It's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you this morning? (laughs) What's Jeff and Jen? Yeah. Uh, I'm good. You ever get to listen to our show? Of course. I listen to Q102 all the time. Oh, we appreciate that. This isn't one of those. (laughs) You know. Yes. You guys do the second date update thing. That's exactly right. It's your lucky day. Congratulations. It's all about you today. Well, I, um, you know, I, this is hilarious because I have not been dating and I just went on one date. So oh, getting wow. this. <laughs> that's all it took is just one. Oh, my God. And you're already uh, yeah, in trouble. That's kind of crazy, but <sighs> I hate to say it, but I just, um, gosh, I don't know what to say to him other than it's. It is so cliche, but it's not him. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's that. That's so funny. Oh, it's you. So uh, what is it about you then? What is your issue? Gosh, I mean, 
seriously, like he was so great, and I did really, really like him a lot. And I think that's the problem because that kind of freaks me out a little. Because hmm. I like I just got divorced, and I haven't even I haven't gone on any dates, I haven't dated or anything in like fifteen years. So. And so how, like me- how long? Oh, because you were married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once you're wow, married, you, really took some time. <laughs> yeah, you stop dating other people. That's what yeah. I was thinking. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Is that how that works? Yeah. I mean, and so, like, to go on one date and really like somebody, it really kind of did freak me out. It really scared me how much I liked him. Okay, but why is that I a mean, bad thing? Was there something about him, or are you just afraid of getting into a new relationship and getting hurt again? Well, I'm just, you know, after my husband, like, I, you know, marrying him, I just, I kind of questioned my own judgment because he wasn't <laughs> great. I mean, I thought he was great, but it turned out that he definitely wasn't. So I just don't know. I'm not sure that I even trust myself. And mm. you think your picker might be broke? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I, we really hit it off, but I was I was like, oh, great. Like, I go on one date, and then I'm, do I just, like, attach? Am I just, like, you know, like, yeah, I don't trust myself. Off the market. Like, it's a great just, time yeah. to reintroduce the rule of Fran. Oh, boy, here this we go. This is my mom's rule. You got to try something three times before you make any sort of determination whether you like it or not. Yeah, because just, just because you're going to go out with him once or twice or three times doesn't mean you're going to marry him. You know, you can opt out whenever. That's true, too. If it went great, you know, give it another yeah, go. Yeah, but how is she supposed to tell him that she wants to keep dating other people? Like, or do you just say, hey, by the way, I'm dating you, but I'm also dating five other people? Is that what you want? You want to date around? Or you do you think you, like that's something that more. you need to do? That it's, you know, if the fir- you like the first, if you really like the first guy you go out with. And all those people you date, you have to date them all three times. <laughs> and don't say that to her. I'm kidding. That's a joke. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, a conversation that I had with a woman who was divorced not that long ago. She was having, we were having the same exact conversation we we're having with you right now. And she was questioning her picker. Mm-hmm. And as she reflected upon the years that they dated and got married and raised two kids together and was able to step back, she said, you know, the reality is he was great. It was great, and we were great, but he changed. He's not the same person today that he was then. That doesn't mean he's a bad person or that he was necessarily even a bad pick. Are you the same person you were 15 years ago? You know, I'm just saying people change, people grow. We don't always grow in the same direction. So is it really your picker, or just maybe that's how it goes sometimes, and we move on? Yeah. Was your husband great when you met him? Of course. I mean, things were great back then. And maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's a part of it, you know, just like accepting less than I deserve as things go, go along. But that's what maybe I don't trust. So maybe I am getting ahead of myself a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, I just think about like all the relationship stuff, sleeping with someone new, like. Oh, because it's know, been a long course- time since you've been naked for the first time in front of somebody. Oh, yeah. And those things do change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. It really does. You're like, wow, what are you guys doing these days? Oh, Holy well, moly. And you have to face the real possibility that if this does turn into something, you may very well never have control over your thermostat again for the rest of your life. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're going to bed at 65. This That's is the right. biggest issue in Jeff's marriage right yeah, now. Jeff can't wait for spring to get here. <laughs> he just wants to open a window for Tired the love. Tired of freezing out. I think the thing is, though, it's, it has to be a little bit scary when you get out of a relationship and you start dating someone and you really, really like them and you really, really hit it off. It has to be a little bit scary to just immediately commit to that person right away like i would feel like you need to go on a few bad dates yeah especially just to make sure right but there there's the opposite of that too because there are some people that are like yes i hit it out of the park on the first out you know i just don't know at bat oh man well stephanie we're making the case or i'm not Jen and Fritz sound like they're making the case that you owe this guy two more dates before you can make this determination. I wouldn't say two I more dates, Tim but said, maybe oh, Tim said one. I'm not saying lock Tim it in. Tim said two. I said one. I'm just saying. <laughs> Tim says you owe him two more dates. You just, you just said it was great. We had an awesome time. We yeah. had a great conversation. I'm just don't saying don't, don't write it off quite yet. Doesn't have to be like picking out wedding dresses. Or go out with like five people over the That's next a lot of two weeks, three weeks. <laughs> I'm just Where saying. is she supposed to find them? Match.com. Oh, God. Whatever. Just go out with a couple of other people, and then you'll realize, like, holy smokes, I I got to go back out with this guy. If he's willing to wait the time. I don't know. Can what's he got to say about all this? Adam. Yeah. Yes, Adam. Please do. You. These are all very good points, but I just want to say, Stephanie, you don't owe me anything. You don't owe me a second or third date, and uh, I, I haven't said this yet, but... I'm a divorced person also, and so, Stephanie, I completely get it. I would love to go out again, and there's no expectations. We can go out as friends. We can take the dog for a walk. Like, I'm happy to go slow. I just I enjoyed talking to you, and I, it doesn't need to be a big thing about uh, yet or at a, ever. So you're totally cool with just going nice and slow. There's no pressure. You could just be friends and just hang out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I just feel so silly with all of this. I just, it's like, it makes me so nervous. And I, it feels silly that I feel so nervous about all of it. And now that's like this whole big thing. <laughs> now it's a thing. Well, that, can be, that can be part of the fun <laughs> of it is the nervous. I mean, when was the last time you felt nervous about something like this? It's, yeah. it's kind of fun. Yeah. Makes us feel young. It's like yeah. that scary roller coaster nervous. Yeah, like when you want to puke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some people like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll try the, my best not to get ahead of myself, and yeah, let's give it another shot. Can I take you to lunch? Yeah, yeah, that's easy. Yeah, lunch sounds good. <laughs> Great. Yeah, lunch does sound good. <laughs> We're always hungry. I was going to say, we're always ready for lunch at this show. (laughs) Okay, we got to confirm second day, right? That's a yes for me, yes. All right, I'm happy to that. Of course, that's a yes for me. All right, I'm excited. Okay, so that was about, what, three or four months ago. And in that moment, when we said goodbye to them, I Mm -hmm. really wanted to check in on this couple and see how they were doing. And we were able to get a hold of Stephanie Stephanie, welcome back to the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Great to talk to you again. Thanks for coming back on. How's life been treating you since the last time we spoke? Uh, It's good. It's actually really, really good. So I'm happy to to give you the update. (laughs) Nice. All right. So obviously you went out again. Yeah, we had that lunch, which was great. I mean, we ended up talking a lot, and it was just, just as good as the first time. 
Then we went out again, and it was really, really good. Um, I was still feeling, like, a little uneasy, like, this is just too good to be true. Because I was like, it cannot be this easy. And it was, it still was kind of freaking me out. So I did decide just to, like, take a step back. I went on some dates. I got on Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was so horrible. Like, this, oh. it just was, like, a horrible process. And the guys were just kind of, I don't know, not fun, not, just like dismissive or like too wrapped up in their own thing. I don't even know. It was not the same at all. You found something and, wrong I mean, with every single one of them. Yeah. It, I mean, honestly, it just was not clicking. And it made me really miss Adam. So I gave him a call and, you know, I was like, I'm, so, you know, thank you for giving me. He was so kind. That's what I was going to ask is. How did Adam take it when you said, I think I need to see other people? Or did you not tell him? You're like, how did did you, after that third date, like, how did you tell him? I did. I told him I just needed some time and I, you know, needed to figure things out. And I didn't say, like, I'm going to go on a million dates. But I just said, like, I need some time. I'm going to figure what what I need out. And, uh, yeah, he was so cool and, like, very, very sweet. And that's the thing about him. Like, that's just the kind of person he is. And that was what really stood out to me. He's, like, so respectful and kind. And some time went by. We spent more time together. And then I just, like, knew, like, he was a wonderful person. So I took him on a picnic date. And I proposed to him. What? (laughs) Are you serious? You proposed? And we're engaged. So. Wow. Look at that. And he said yes. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Huh. Holy mackerel. Is he there? Yes, he is here with me. (laughs) Hey, guys, you heard the good news. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. I have got to know. We got to know two things. We got to know what you were thinking when she said she was good. And be honest, what you were really thinking, not what you said to her necessarily, unless it's the same. But what you were thinking when she said she, you know, needed some time. And then what were you thinking? How did the proposal go down? And what what were you thinking when that happened? I I thought it was over when she said she needed some space. And I was happy to give it to her because... Based on our initial conversation with you all, that was what the deal was. And mm. so she and I had been through this before, and the, the honesty was refreshing and attractive <laughs> on both sides. Yeah. And um, I didn't know what to expect when she called me up and asked to go out again, and we went to the picnic. But it was great. I was ready. I mean, it... I, I wasn't expecting it, but I knew immediately it was the right thing. And no doubt in your mind. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, what I love about this is just how pure it is. Mm-hmm. Like, the, when, you know, you, when you talk about the honesty, and you made reference to that too, I just, it, it was just, it's just purity on both sides. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I know I keep saying this, but I think it matters. We're not two uh, 23-year-olds who are smitten for the first time. I mean, yeah. we've, been through it. we've been through this. We know what this is. We've the, So it, it's simple because it's a known thing and it's great. That's great. Do we know when I we're getting it. married? Will there be a long engagement or is this going to be short? Not too long. I, you know, we're, we're still looking around like the holidays, but um, a few months, but not like, you know, one of those year long engagements by any means. Right. 
fun. Very cool. This is wonderful. Yeah, this is wonderful. Well, thank you so much. It was great hearing this news and great talking to you both. We couldn't be happier for you. Thank God good things come out of this, you know? (laughs) Because sometimes I worry about the state of humanity. Well, yeah, I mean, if we had never made this call, you know? Right? That's, yeah, that feels good. Yeah, it does. Well, let us know when the wedding is. We'll send a gift. Absolutely. Jeff loves to buy Jeff Ruby's gift cards. Yeah. You might have to wait till after Christmas, though. The big 20% off. Well, that'll be perfect. If you get married at Christmas, that'll be wonderful because you have that nice sale going on between November and Christmas. That's right. All right, gang. All right. Good talking to you both. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for everything you've done. Many years of happiness. Yes. Okay. Yeah. How fun is that? So fun. Second date, update, update week. Our favorite week of the year. We do it twice. So here we are. We'll play that again starting in about 30 minutes. Yeah, we got uh, so we got 8 o'clock listeners coming in uh-huh. that, that missed that whole thing. So we're going to replay. We uh, replay it for our incoming and outgoing listeners throughout the morning. Mm-hmm. And if we can do a second date update for you, shoot us an email. Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. All right. Let's check the roads. We got Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. A lot of people my age have to move back home to save money. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I am proud to say that I've not had to move back home. Yeah, yeah because, because I never left. <laughs> I like living at home, though, because I get to be around my parents and my parents' food and my parents' washer and dryer. They have an awesome washer and dryer. <laughs> It's like top-of-line technology. Yeah, here's how it works. I put my clothes in the washer, they come out folded on my bed. <laughs> I don't know where they got it. <laughs> like sometimes they come out ironed and hung up on a hanger with a little sticky note that says, this is the last time. I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> a lot of people feel bad asking their parents for money. I do not feel bad about it. The only time I feel bad asking my parents for money is if they're already asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, wake up, mom and dad. I ordered pizza for you guys. My mom's like, Michael, it's one in the morning. We don't want pizza. I'm like, fine, I'll eat it. I need $85. They're like, Michael, pizza's not $85. I'm like, well, there's tax and, and tip. And my T-Mobile bill just came in, so we can take it. They're like, we're not paying for your cell phone bill. I'm like, well, then you're no longer in my faith five. How about that? How do you pronounce that guy's last name? Michael Pulasic? Pulasic? On living with his parents. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Welcome to Tuesday, the 13th of June, 2023. Time for some of the day's news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. All right, so we like to theorize about what if, like... What if there was a zombie apocalypse? We've run through a few of those scenarios. What if there was an alien invasion? Alien invasion? What do we do? Get high. I guess that <laughs> depends on what what you think the aliens are. You think they're versions that are more like Alf? Roger from American Dad? E.T.? What flavor are we getting? Elf. Yeah, what are we getting? <laughs> Yeah, you better watch great. out because he I ate know. cats and you got oh, nine. Oh, yeah. He better, well, yeah, he better stay away. <laughs> yeah. Elf. 
And it depends on, you know, if they're coming, are they, I think they're coming to help us. But, you know, we have to make sure that we're gauging their intentions accurately. Like, you know, if they're they're going to blow us up or are they going to, you know, take over the planet for all of our resources or exactly what's going on there. We got to be careful. I don't know why we, like, do you feel like we should really care? Like, I feel if they make it here, we should all be friends. Hang out. Yeah, if they make it here, we'll talk. Yeah. For now, this is kind of a waste of time. Right. I don't want to stress about you until you're really here. But it is the job of certain organizations to be prepared for this kind of thing. Hmm? And you got to look at it from a strategic standpoint. Sure. You know, where is the best location, the best place to be if there were to be an alien invasion? Mm-hmm. Just because it's never happened doesn't mean that couldn't change tomorrow. That's right. So uh, let's take a look at the following factors. Landscape and terrain, defense, science and medical resources, plus food and beverage manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Healthcare professionals is on here too. I'm looking at everything. How many caves there are, forests, bodies of water. What are we doing in a cave? Hiding out? Yeah, a place for oh. us to hide, place for them to hide. Okay. You know? <laughs> so based on those mm-hmm. factors that we just listed... Which state's citizens would be better off if there were an alien invasion? You know, like that where they weren't friendly. Right. Where there's an alien apocalypse of some sort. Right. Yeah. If you live in the state of Virginia, you're in the best shape you can be. How about that? Way to go, Virginia. I'm not saying they're not going to still get you. I'm just saying you'll probably survive the longest. We're not that far. If we have to hop in the car to drive to Virginia, we can make it. That's true. Uh, Georgia was second, followed by my home state of Massachusetts. See? So you got a that. fighting chance. There you go. You're in Massachusetts or New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Louisiana. You got a lot of swamps you can hide out in. Yep. Uh, Illinois. All How right. About that? That's my home state. I'm kind of shocked. That's probably because south of Chicago, there's nothing really. I mean, half the population of the entire state of Illinois is in Chicago, and it's a pretty big state. Yeah. So we don't have a lot going on where I'm from. Do you guys I'm have from. a lot of caves and places to hide? I don't know about caves, but we've got, the you know, there's a lot, of, the yeah, there's a lot of cornfields to hide out. They got a 55-mile-per-hour speed limit <laughs> yeah. in the middle of nowhere. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Illinois didn't quite make the top five. But six uh, but ain't that's, bad. That's better out of 50 states. Yeah. What's and then so great about Massachusetts? I know they were down. really high up on the Probably list the forest. I mean, the forest, healthcare professionals, scientists, engineers. It's small, They've though. got all you of that like going on. You can't go there. Plymouth you know, Rock. Well, UF si- says, okay. That's horrible, actually. I, why I mentioned it. UFO <laughs> sightings per capita <laughs> per 10,000 people in Massachusetts is 3.57. Adam Sandler put it best after the Boston Marathon bombing. He says, you know, Boston's really the only city in the country where if you mess with them, they will shut down the entire city and they will find you. Yeah, that's true. Do you true. remember that whole thing? I do, thing? yeah. Uh, and he's not wrong. The state, what are we going to say? Well, I'm just looking now at Virginia. One of the the, the main reason that they're number one is the topography. Is, well, the it's caves. <laughs> it's mil- military. Oh. Yeah, military. They, they're ranked. Oh, yeah, they've yeah. got, per 1,000 people, they've got 17.97 per 1,000 people military. Number two is Georgia with only 8.81. So they've got right. twice as many as the number okay, two state. Okay, that makes more sense So to it's me. the military Because they have yeah. the naval bases yeah. there and the Air yep. Force base. And then, you know, it's so close to dc yep mm. so the state where you 
Apparently, the lowest chance of survival is Nevada. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that where they have, like, some area of the highest 51. amount of sightings? Yes, and Area 51 is there for the love of peace. Oh, that's, well, that's not good. That doesn't well, make much sense. that's why they put Nevada on this list is because they don't want to throw off the aliens because it's actually probably really good to be there as an alien. So, so you think this list is going to throw them off? I don't know. I don't a lot of wide them. open spaces <laughs> I think there. I remember don't. watching Live PD when they were <laughs> yeah. at that county in Nevada, and I remember thinking, I don't think I'd survive there, period. Yes. Like out in the middle of the desert where your neighbor lives 40 miles away. Yeah. I was in, in a trailer. Um, Vegas once when they were filming Cops, and we saw them filming an episode of Cops. Right there on the strip, oh, just like funny. running down the strip, and then they caught the guy at the Tropicana. Sweet. Well, I'll tell you, Kentucky's in much better shape than Ohio. Of course we Kentucky are. Kentucky is ranked number 11. We are ready for this. We have all of the caves. You've all of got the more going caves. on there for sure. And we have our military bases. Mm-hmm. And Ohio, well, it's Indiana is 29. Out of 50. Whoa. Out of 50. And Ohio is 25. Oh. So we couldn't be more in the middle. Well, we have the aliens up at Wright Pat. Yeah. Where they're frozen, Ooh, evidently. And military. Then yeah. they might come to get them. Maybe. They might, you know. Retrieve could the happen. bodies. Sure. Yeah. When they start beckoning them with their ultra loud they're, they're calling noises. Them they're calling them. In noise, in sounds that we can't hear. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> could be happening. My TikTok feed has been filled with a lot of sea life lately. Yeah. And maybe it's because mm-hmm. I went and saw Secrets of the Sea at the Museum Center a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Um but the more I see footage of octopuses, or octo- octopi, <laughs> octopi. Uh, yeah, I think they're aliens. You think so? I think so. It's possible. I saw an octopus in the wild once when I was in the grill. I saw this thing in the water. That I bet it was Jamaica. cool. Well, I saw this thing in the water. It was probably like, I don't know, four, like how, how many inches is this? Maybe a 18. Foot or maybe 18 16. inches long. Yeah. And I saw it moving in the water and I could see it from standing on the beach. And I was like, oh, that's a really weird looking lobster thing. And then I, this guy had his goggles on and he went underneath and he came up and he was like, oh, that's an octopus. And you could see Ooh. it kind of like retracting like together cool. yeah. apart, together apart. Another reason not to go into the water. <laughs> um, so Martha Stewart recently kind of went on a bit of a rampage against remote work. Um, And I was reading uh, some of the things she said. She said, you know, with regards to remote work, you can't possibly get everything done working three days a week in the office and then two days remotely. Um, Her point is comparing the productivity levels of the United States versus other countries who are more lackadaisical about those things like France. And... uh, she expressed her belief that France, as an example, is a country known for its strong labor laws and emphasis on work-life balance, uh, not a very thriving country due to their relaxed approach to work. Uh, France is often celebrated for its high quality of life, known for their shorter work week, generous vacation policies, blah, blah, blah. Contrarily, the U.S. is often seen as a hub of innovation and entrepreneurship. How about that? Known for its robust economy and technological advancement. So those th- those were the points that Martha Stewart was trying to make. Okay. But some people kind of took it as sort of an old school boomer rant. <laughs> so not surprisingly, that yeah. got people talking about Boomerisms. Other things that boomers say. And yes. what is the could the age of boomers? Uh, they would be, well, they're older than us. Right. 
You know, so Martha we, Stewart's generation, I guess. So. 59 to 77, currently. 59 to 77, okay. Yeah. 59 to 70. So Martha's not even, she's she's not a boomer. What's what's before, What comes before a boomer? <clears throat> the, uh, they didn't label Gen them. Xers. No. Well, I, well, well, I mean, who was what born before, before the boomers? What's what's older? The, what is a seventy-eight-year-old? Oh, 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 it's gotcha, the gotcha. silent the generation. Silent, yeah. That's the silent generation. Okay. And then boomers, and then Gen X. Okay. And then millennials, and then Gen Z, and then Alpha. Alpha. Okay, so these are things. These are boomerisms. Boomerisms. You hear mostly from boomers. Okay. Boomers love calling salads rabbit food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boomers love to sit motionless in front of football games for six hours. Mm-hmm. I'm a boomer. Da, 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 da. <laughs> boomers hate it when you rely on GPS because you don't know how to use a map. Well, I, I do too. I know. I don't. I enjoy a good GPS. I will, Tim and I will go out on our rush hour road trips. And the first thing I do before we even pull out of this garage, and it drives him nuts. Yeah, is he? Is every Does he know? Time. Does he already know? I'm like, he I already, know how to he, get to Fairfield. Just yeah. turn it on when we get off the yeah. exit. Yeah, and I usually turn it down. But yeah. I want to know, like, for me, the best part about the GPS is like the traffic situation. You know, I mean, Denise Johnson does. If a you fantastic, use ways, yeah, Denise Johnson does a fantastic job. But I want to like look at the map and be yeah. like, oh, it's red. Yeah. Don't go that way. If you use Waze, and Waze is good for that. Apple Maps, And it tells her where not. the cops are, too. Yeah, that's what I like about Waze. Mm-hmm. Cops. Boomers love pointing out the holes in your jeans. <laughs> and cracking a joke about it, yeah. Boomers love to say, if I sit down, I might not be able to get back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Awesome. Uh, boomers hate paying their bills online. Yeah. <laughs> Boomers love calling your signature a John Hancock. Can I get you John Hancock on here? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true. What's that? What's that commercial? What's that? Is that an insurance company or someone that does the? Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's the guy it's who's the, trying yes. to teach boomers not to oh, be. Oh, oh God, yeah. I love it. It's an Those insurance company. He is so great. They're How to so not funny. become your parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's the maybe. best. Those are the best. Those yeah, are that's great. What it is. Comer- uh, progressive. Yeah. Uh, boomers hate avocado toast and pumpkin spice. Why? Those are some of the finer things in life. Well, they just don't get it. My dad doesn't understand that. Um, like uh, like paying twelve dollars for avocado toast, he's like, "What? Yeah, it's toast. It like, is. Yeah, but it's got ingredients in it. It's not. It's not good for everybody." Oh, what? No. This next know. one must be good. <laughs> if you know someone, these are funny. Uh, boomers love texting to tell you that your voicemail is full. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my father in law refuses refuses to get an iPhone. He will not. So what kind of phone does he have? He has a flip phone, and he is so proud of it. Okay. And he will seek out, like, he will go on eBay, and he will find one that still works, and uh-huh. he'll somehow manage a SIM card. He'll he'll get someone to stick a SIM card in it so that it functions, and he gets mad if you text him. Okay. He's like, why are these words on my phone? I'm not communicating that way. <laughs> he says, you can send me an email. That's just, you know. Uh-huh. T- but here's the thing that's so funny about that. He has and uses an iPad. Okay. 
which if you it's have an iPad, thing. yeah, then the learning curve really, there isn't much of a learning curve on no. an iPhone. You right. pretty much already have the technical acuity to handle an iPhone, but it's it that's the principle of the thing. Yeah. Anyway, so he called me the other day because we're trying to arrange. I'm helping him pick up his car. And uh, so we got to meet up at a certain time. And he leaves me a voicemail message. And he said, uh, call me back and let me know if those arrangements work out. Or you can text me. Which is huge. It was like big. So I said to him later, I'm like, I, I texted him back. I'm like, yeah, sorry I missed your call, but 2 o'clock is fine. And then when I saw him later that day, I'm like, that's that's huge that you said... Yeah. Go ahead and text me. And he says, I didn't say I'd respond. <laughs> but you can that's text funny. me to let me know. That's so he'll hilarious. read the text. Yeah. But he will not participate well, in a conversation or half, acknowledge Half of it. He's that's halfway so there. Funny. That sounds that like my funny. dad, too, because I'll send him fun stuff or videos or text messages or pictures. And I'm like, Dad, you know you can like just like it. Just thumbs up it. So I at least know that you got it. Yeah. My dad is the opposite. My mom now calls him... Her teenager. Oh, like, really? I always wanted a teenage daughter. He's on his phone all day long, <laughs> really? texting everybody. Wow, good for That's him. That's funny. Uh, boomers love to. Sh- oh, this is great. Boomers love to share fake, controversial posts that say, "I bet you won't share this." Uh-huh. <laughs> well, seen those. There are some out there. Uh, boomers hate millennials until they're locked out of their iPad and can't play Candy Crush. Yep, that's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much it. Good ones. Those are them. Yeah, boomers hate being called boomers, of course. <laughs> okay, boomer. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, Seven forty-seven. So we are right in the middle of second date update update week today. It's the story of Adam and Stephanie, which goes back to how long ago was it? That was back in February, so it wasn't that long ago. Uh, they just kind of wanted to take things slow. And how things have progressed, well, that's the big surprise. So uh, our 7 o'clock listeners who caught it, uh, we got some new listeners coming in for the 8 o'clock hour, so we'll mm-hmm. be playing it again for you as Second Date Update Update Week continues with Jeff and Janet, Cincinnati's Q102. Yeah, it really does. With a $4,000 prize pack we have up for grabs that you can get registered for online at wkrq.com. Click Listener Appreciation. And tell us a little bit about yourself as you enter to win the grand prize, which is four tickets to the Bourbon and Beyond Festival in Louisville this September, plus a $1,000 Furniture Fair gift card, $500 Kroger gift card for grilled products from Queen City Sausage, a $500 Genesis Diamonds gift card. Oh, yeah, $500 to Mitchell's Salon and Day Spa, another $500 to Burns Garden Center. Yep. Lots and lots of good stuff. 4000 bucks. Carolyn Kraft signed up. She's from Westchester. She's been a listener since they moved to Westchester. And uh, she's won a handful of purses, evidently. She's an <laughs> active pick-your-purse. Nice, a pick-your-purser. Uh, John Miller from the 45247. Jessica Williams. Uh, Q102 is the... I love the way she writes this. Q102 is the best local station. Uh, I love the music and all the DJs. I have a 40-minute commute now. Jeff and Jen get me through the morning, and Roy, Nat, and Freddie Mac get me through the drive home every day. And we appreciate that. Thank Absolutely. Vonda Sequoy, love, love, love the morning show. Thanks for all the laughs. You all make my mornings go a little faster. Uh, let's see. Heather Catanzaro from the 45231. 
She loves Bruno Mars. She's been listening to Q102 as long as she can remember. Oh, man, she'd like the prize pack then, wouldn't she? No doubt. Uh, I love Jeff and Jen. My daughter and I play the 1K letter of the day every morning on our way to school and work. Uh, the birthday phone scams in the afternoon make me laugh until I cry. You are also awesome and funny. Please keep doing what you're doing. And uh, Kelly Martin from Batavia. Music and food are like oxygen to me. <laughs> Us too. We get it. Uh, you guys have driven my commute with me every single morning since August of 2008. And Jeff's commentary on national events and Jen's thoughts on being a special needs mom still gut punch me every dang time. I love the banter, the insight, and the snarky comments. <laughs> I know there's no shortage of that on this show. So true. Yeah. So anyway, that's just a handful of folks who have signed up. But uh, yeah, please do. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Maybe include a note or something and we'll read it on the air. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you're also in to win the grand prize because June is all about you and us saying thank you for being a part of our world, our yep. radio family. Yep, we, we love having you. Without you. That's so true. It is 7.54. Weather-wise, chilly start today. Some sun early with showers and a few storms by mid to late afternoon. We'll see a high around 76. Right now, it's 54 here at Q102. Hi, Anna. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, anything exciting going on in your world today, Anna? <laughs> no, just working the 8 to 5. <laughs> working the 8 to 5? 8 to 5. Yeah, well, maybe yeah. we can be your highlight of the day. And maybe we can give That'd you $1,000. Awesome. That would be all right, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> now, do you play this game every day in your car or sitting at your desk at work? We play it in the office every day. Oh, yeah. Okay, what kind of work you do? Well, we work in the medical office building um, from the hospital. So. Cool. I see. What is the uh, current temperature inside your medical <laughs> office right now? <laughs> I bet it's- we like to keep it about 73. Oh, 73? That would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. I'm sure it is yeah. so Whoa. cold in this studio, Anna, that uh, Jen is literally, I'm not joking, is wrapped in, you know what, I'm going to take a picture of it right now. Hang on. I'm going to take a picture the and then I'll send it. Yeah, so I, cold. It's on Instagram already. I posted <laughs> oh, it a couple it days ago. Yeah. Not you know nice. what's crazy is it says it's 69 in here, but this is the no. coldest 69 no. I've ever felt in my life. life. It's so my cold. My nose is frozen. Well, she just had a smoothie too. Too. We should preface that. Jen's nose is frozen, and this is not a joke. Tim's one of Tim's <laughs> eyes is tearing up. It's the so right cold. eye, which is directly underneath where the blow thing is in the ceiling, <laughs> the blower. The is just my eye just is watering and gooing. Yep. In oh. defense of the equipment, it has to be chilly in here, right? It does not need to be this <laughs> chilly. No, it doesn't. Not it's like such this. a load. It yeah. is a that load. story. Yeah, I think it's worse when it's cooler outside. It's yeah. really cold. In I here. don't know. It's not pleasant. Mm-mm. I mean, anyway. it, oof, all right. All right. Well, enjoy mm-hmm. your comfortable, warm. 73. Yep. Yep. Office. Enjoy that. Nice and toasty. Kind so of out of all money. of your coworkers, are you the best player in the bunch? Well. You are. I have to say probably, yeah. 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 <laughs> right. I can tell the hesitancy means yes. No, I'm kidding. All the ladies are great. All right. Well, let's see what you can do. You're going to have 30 seconds to answer 10 questions that begin with the letter of the day. Don't repeat any of your answers and uh, pass quickly if you want to win. Okay. Okay. All right. So today uh, you got the letter C as in cold. That's a good letter. It's not one of the main five letters, you know, R-S-T-L-N-E with uh, (laughs) 
Wheel of Fortune, but a lot of people, when they get to add their their own personal favorite letters, they do pick C. Yep. And uh, you can also use the C a few different ways, mm-hmm. not the least of which is chapstick. There you C-H. go. That's true. Combination with other There's letters, a hard C and a soft C. Yes. A lot of versions. C'est la vie. Yes. Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. Just sometimes the city yeah. is on there. Yep. So we've got 30 seconds on the clock, and I will not start the timer until Jen finishes asking the first question. All right. So here we go with the letter C. Try to ignore the teeth chatter. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The letter C. Name something you do at King's Island. Toaster. A pizza topping. Uh, Something you bake. Cake. A party theme. Uh, uh, pass. Something you push. Cart. A toy. Uh, cart. A restaurant. Captain Jack. A shoe brand. Uh, Crocs. An art supply. <laughs> Crocs. Good Crocs pick. Was Good pick. I said Crocs. Converse, but mm-hmm. Crocs was great. Uh, Crocs. I got my Crocs on today, yeah. as I do most art supply. days. Crayola. I don't know if yeah. I can call Crocs <laughs> shoes. The, yes, they are. Plastic. They're Um Party theme, I thought cats. I did, of too. Yeah, that's funny. I was that's thinking Cinderella. Down. Oh, Cinderella yeah. would have been great. Uh, What's a pizza topping? This cheese, for the love cheese. of God, cheese. cheese. I was screaming. Oh, man, that was hard. Side. What's the yeah, uh, the cheese. Italian meat? Like capo- oh, capicola. Ham. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cherries. You could put cherries cherry, on there. Cherry sure, tomatoes. Why not? Cherry tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I know. Oh, well, that was a pretty good try. You Next time, pass a little quicker. You sat up in a couple okay. of those a little bit too long. That'd be my recommendation. For next time. <laughs> okay. So you need to get yeah. through again to give it another shot. So keep trying. Maybe okay? if it was a little colder in there, you would have gone faster. <laughs> You'd have been yeah. sharper. Oh, <laughs> man. Probably. <laughs> so, all right. Well, well, enjoy your day. We're going to look Thanks at flights to, to Florida. Yep, that's right. <laughs> oh, I hope you guys do. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be nice. All right. Take it easy, well, kid. Yep. You too. Bye-bye. See Bye. You that was Anna. Thanks, Anna. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of cold, chilly start today. It is. It's cold out. I mean, I had the uh, tire pressure light on because you know how that comes on sometimes when it gets cold outside. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, jeez. Kristen remarked that it felt like fall last night when we had the doors and windows open. I mean, it was still nice enough to do that, but it did feel a little fall-like. And then this morning we started out at 54. It's 56 now. It's supposed to warm up to 76. I thought we had a string of sunny days. There's a possibility of showers and a few storms by mid to late afternoon. I'll take some more rain today so I don't have to go water things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great when all everybody's cutting their grass on the same day at the oh, same yeah. time. And they're mm-hmm. going to be. Yeah, because it's been quite a while. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people drop trash on the ground because they don't care. Yeah, if it's littering or not, don't even get me started. I know it's my, it blows my mind I hate it. that we live in a it's learned world behavior. where that's still okay for totally. some people someone in their mind. Someone else will Someone else will clean it up. Mm. I don't have to. That drives me nuts. Some people though have the mentality like certain things aren't really litter, like, like an apple core. Like if you throw an apple core, right? Because it's biodegradable. That's how you 
justify it. It's kind of your own personal composting. I've yes. definitely thrown an apple core yeah. out the window. Or banana oh, peel. Yeah. Well, it's, been, it's, it's biodegradable. Yeah. What about when you have gum? What about a bag gum of empty frishes? Gum is not biodegradable. It's not. A bag of empty frishes is definitely not good. No. No. Uh, cigarette butts, not good. Not. It's fiberglass. Paul recently asked thousands of people if they thought tossing a banana peel on the ground was littering, and about half said it is. The other half said no. I just banana get up, peel. I get upset when things like banana peels or apples are thrown on or near roads because there's an animal that's going to run out and try to grab it. Yeah. That, I, that, if you're going to throw it in the woods, okay, fine. Right. Don't toss it in the street. No. And attract animals that are going to get hit. That's right. Out, yeah. Uh, some people in the poll pointed out that it's perfectly acceptable and even encouraged in Mario Kart. Oh, yeah, because they do. They do throw out trash. And they also throw, like, a banana peel in the air, and then if the other car goes over it, it goes, and spins. Yeah. Uh, others pointed out the insurance risks of the banana peel making people slip. Good point. On a sidewalk, okay. And some real hardliners warned that even though a banana peel is biodegradable, you should not leave organic matter in a non-native environment because it could disrupt the ecosystem. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah, I hadn't thought that. Same. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Speaking of the ecosystem, some Guinness World Record discoveries can be glamorous. Some involve really, really, you know, someone being really, really good at something random. Really talented. Like that guy that can clap more times than anybody in a minute. <laughs> Remember That's that guy? Impressive. Yes. Forgot about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this lucky guy. A man in Canada named Robert Fedrock was creating a walking trail through his property when he stumbled upon a very large vine. Mm. As it turns out, it was poison ivy. Oh, that stuff is a beast. And it wasn't just any poison ivy, Jen. The world's tallest poison ivy plant. Really? Yeah. So poison ivy usually grows between one to four feet tall along the ground. Mm-hmm. This vine climbed up a tree, measured sixty-eight feet. Oh wow! Which That's is the serious. length of two school buses. Ask Tim. Man, him. how long has that <laughs> been growing? Yeah. Where did you say this was? This was uh, Canada. Oh. How did yeah. it grow in the wintertime? Like, isn't that weird? Don't you think it would die is my point? I think it How does, did it get so but big? I don't know. Maybe it goes into like a sleep mode. Oh, like dormant? Yeah. To get an accurate measurement, he had to clear a dense patch of buckthorn around it. And in the process, this dude got poison ivy rashes everywhere mm. on his hands, his arms, his face. That stuff is stomach. Oh, yep. Get it every and year. Some people are so sensitive to it. But he said it was worth it. He reached out to Guinness World Records and they came out and they certified it as the world's tallest. And you would think he would get rid of it, but he did not. Did not take it out. He says he is thrilled to have thrilled. an unobstructed view of the whole vine. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And he's going to let it keep growing because, you know, he, he'll be set, you know, keep resetting the record. I mean, aside from it being a nuisance, is there any kind of eco- ecological benefit to poison ivy? Does it? Uh, it spreads like crazy. I mean, it's, 
Yeah, it, it, he's not just going to have that one vine. I mean, it's going to, there's going to be more of it. Yeah. I have a little bit of a PS, PTSD from some poison, I, poison ivy situation with an old neighbor in my old house when Jacob was little. It was not a very nice neighbor. I shared a tree line with yeah. them. Yeah. And, you know, we had a huge swing set and all of this stuff in the backyard to try to help Jacob with all of his sensory issues when he was a little guy. And they used to moan and groan to the other neighbors that they had to look at it. They had to look at it through the trees. They had to look at all of this just monstrosity in my yard. Hmm. So we had this this tree line. Move. I know. So we had a tree line there, and it was covered in poison ivy. So I go back there, and I'm cutting it all down because I don't want anybody getting it. And I'm out there in the heat of summer, got on my long sleeves and gloves and turtlenecks mm. so this stuff isn't touching me. I mean, I cut down tons of it. I mean, I can't even tell you how many hours I was out there sweating and ripping all of this stuff out of there. I'm surprised. That's not like you. You're the type to call someone. I am the type to call <laughs> someone. I know. Well, I believe I was still married at the time. Oh. So, you know, we... We didn't pay other people to do things. I see. So I'm out there and I cut it all down. And then I put up, after hours and hours of taking it all down, I put up a feeder for squirrels. They came over and told me that that tree line was their property and that I could not put a bird, a squirrel feeder up. The squirrel feeder up. And I'm like, oh, how convenient is it now that it's your tree line as you watched me for days cutting down all this poison ivy off of your trees? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Did you they leave didn't it up? Say, I'm like, didn't say a word about these being your trees when I was removing all of the poison ivy. So did you call the surveyor to come out and put the little no. things in? I was like, I just don't even. But I was, I, that I was like, I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Because they did. They sat on, on their porch and watched me do it. No. So in the event that you have a dispute like that, Tim, you said call the surveyor. Is that someone who's with the county no, or your you, township, or is this a private company that you does You have to this call a, a private guy that will do that, and they'll come out and they'll read the the official documents from that plot of land, from that from your title or, you they know. They pull the, and it's the like, records from the county, you know, too, don't 13 they? 13 feet from the, yes, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. 13 feet from the old rock at the corner. Yep. And it's like, babe, and then they they'll mark it. So they can stake it, yeah. mark it, and then up. that way everybody knows what's what. Now, what mm-hmm. if the next door neighbor doesn't agree with the, what the surveyor says? How do you settle, how do you settle that dispute? I don't know. Never court. had that issue. You gotta go or to maybe court. do you call you another surveyor? And yeah. I mean, it's see if they confirm. Surveyors know how to read that stuff, so I would yeah. trust them. Trust them. Yeah. Jeff, I looked it up here. It says that um, the white fruits of the poison ivy plant are often good for many migrant and game birds, as well as white-tailed deer. Oh. I guess something about it when it's sprouting helps digestion. Okay. With, so there is something good. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there's all these articles like, despite being such a pain in the ass, it actually <laughs> has a purpose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I would I'll imagine you, it would keep the deer away from your plants and flowers. No, I don't know. I mean, what you got to go through to chop that stuff down? It's a, it's awful. Mm-hmm. It's all twisted around everything, and you got to cut it down at the base and then pull it off the trees and oh, mm. ugh, ugh. Uh, I know we got. So we're in the middle of second date update update week, and this is a story of Adam and Stephanie. 
which uh, we're going to play again for our incoming 9 o'clock listeners in a little bit. We also have the Kroger Father's Day Wheel of Meat. Wheel of Meat. One of my favorite things. Is there anything else I'm forgetting that we have to do today, Fritch? There's a lot going on. This is it, buddy. You got it. And you get this commitment in, and I will leave you alone. We'll do it next. (laughs) In the meantime, final look at traffic in the morning, unless something breaks between now and this afternoon. Denise, what do we have? Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.